0: Pass, Windows PC and PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five. However, the game has been out for about a year and a half on uh, Nintendo Switch, and then later PC. And then, uh, as well, last year they released the Sunbreak expansion, which adds Master Rank and a ton of monsters and in-game content, which is coming spring for the new consoles that it just released on. And I'm really excited to talk about this today because uh, I'm a huge Monster Hunter fan. As you guys know, if you've listened to those episodes. But also, I think it's a great way to start the year with um, just such a big release in January like this. This game has, uh, re- or the franchise has recently blown up, uh, you know, in the last five years with Monster Hunter World. Uh, Monster Hunter World, I think, hit over 20 million copies sold. But also, as as of the week of Monster Hunter Rise coming out, uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, the expansion, just sold 10 million copies uh, at, a, at the time. Because I don't know if Resident Evil 7 and 8 took over. Um, Monster Hunter World became the highest-selling Capcom franchise, even over Street Fighter. So, needless to say, the franchise has grown quite a bit, and I think it's great because for a while, this game was a very niche uh, game for people in the Western audience. Uh, obviously, it's huge in Japan, like almost as big as Pokemon, uh, for some people, bigger. So, uh, it was really cool to see this franchise grow so much with the release of Monster Hunter World on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And obviously, you could play it on your Series X, Series S, and PlayStation 5. And then also the release of it on PC. Um, It was a fantastic game and is easily my favorite of the last generation. So you can go and check out that episode. I've done a ton of episodes on Monster Hunter because I just think it deserves it. So I also did a review for Monster Hunter Rise on the Switch. And uh, gotta tell you, this port is really great. Um, It is a port, though. So... Uh, some of the textures and some of the graphics and just some of the the designs. So, like one of the ones that really stuck out to me when I was playing this past weekend, I already put ten hours on it. Um, was the Rathalos when it did its ultimate move? Uh, the flames just looked very cartoony, as opposed to like world where it looks realistic. Obviously, to make uh, the game run well on the Nintendo Switch, they had to choose a slightly different art style. But it doesn't ruin the game by any means. Um, It's just I think World 2 needs to happen next. I think they need to really double down on um, making Monster Hunter World or like making the games ground up for these new consoles and PCs, not the Switch. Um, I'm glad the Switch audience got um, another game because the Nintendo fan base really helped grow the franchise as well since Monster Hunter uh, 3U all the way to Generations and now Rise um, have all released on Nintendo consoles. So obviously, it's a big deal for that fan base to get it. <clears throat> but I um, had a great time. Uh, the controls translated very well uh, over to Xbox, and then we also had a couple performance options. So on the Series X, since I don't know if the Series S has them, uh, PlayStation Five, but you also have a graphical uh, option to make the quality of the game as good as possible. And then you also have a performance option to make sure the frame rate is as fluid as possible and I think they did a really good job of that. I play in performance mode, and the game never drops frames. At least it looks like it doesn't. Um, Playing it on the Samsung OLED TV, and it just looks incredible. Uh, The gameplay is extremely fluid, as always, and I think that's what made this game really fun to play on the Switch, and then as well, again, on the Xbox, is that it just plays really well. It's very smooth. I have very little issues. Um... The wire bugs still really fun to use and basically flying around like spider-man uh basically i jumped in and did uh the, the hub quest so that's the multiplayer mode so it's kind of a harder uh, it's a higher difficulty no matter what than the village quest that you do in the single player um which they made that single player this time around whereas monster hunter world you can do the village the main quests with other people but in this one, that you do the village quest by yourself, and then you do all of the Gathering Hub quests uh, together. Um, both of the stories align though in the end, so it does make sense. Um, I think the true end game is through uh, the Gathering Hub, anyways. So it's uh, pretty cool. Um, so basically, uh, the whole point of the game, though, if you didn't know, is there's a rampage of you know monsters rampaging uh, through the village, and they don't know what the cause of it is. So your job as the hunter is to, um, you know, fight back the rampage and then also find out the source of what's causing these monsters to go mad, and go from there. Some of you may may already know the story, just like myself, and how it plays out. But I do think the campaign's fun. Uh, I thought Monster Hunter World had a really good campaign as well. Um, so that is something they did add with this game. It's called uh, Apex Monsters. So they're versions of the basic monsters that are a lot more powerful and they're always angry um but to fight these monsters uh, initially you do it in rampage quests and so rampage quests are basically tower defense slash like firefight and horde mode survival mode um like quests so it's really cool how they combine all these genres together as well as their typical monster hunting combat um so you can use turrets cannons uh, bombs, And then some characters from the village will help you out as like special guest characters, um, such as like the the cook, um, the village elder, and so many other characters you unlock down the road. Um, so that quest is a nice um, piece of like fresh air, I would say, uh, for the franchise. I hope it's something that they continue to do because I think it's a really fun um, game mode, essentially. Uh, it can be very difficult, though. Uh, some of them like you're, you're very close to the gates being broken and you, uh, you know, you fail the quest. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the story and the whole goal behind it. But, you know, it's like your, your classic monster hunter fun. Um, you know, you hunt the monsters, you have over 15 weapon classes to choose from, and you can switch to any of them, whenever you want, um, on the go. Um, so you can, you can forage, you can craft fish. Um, you can do a bunch of RPG stuff and, um, the areas they give you to play around in are really fun. Like I said, the wire bug makes uh, traversal really fun. And then also armor skills allow you to do things better, like maybe um, elemental attacks or maybe foraging, like I said. Um, you can get more items when you do it. So there's there's so many different ways to play the game. You can be a supporter character. You can be just all-out attack, a tank. Um, it's really up to your play style. And thankfully, I think this game does a really good job of allowing anyone to play how they want. And they definitely welcome it. And I think that's incredible. Uh, a lot of monsters from Monster in the World got buffs. So one, one is the Tobogadachi, the Electric Flying Squirrel. That's a lot more powerful and bigger in this game, I'd say. And I think that's really cool. And Janath, the Fire T-Rex, is also a lot more powerful. But yeah, just so far, I just wanted to do like a 10 hours in. Here's where I'm at. Um, I've noticed there's a ton of new people playing it. Uh, people who I don't even think played Monster Hunter World. Because you can do... Um, you can uh you can play with other people so you can join their quests and help them out uh it's called um uh, helper helper or something so basically i help people complete their quests but what they've done is is if you haven't completed and it's a key quest which gets you to the next rank it still counts towards your progression too so basically i'm just out here helping people but also ranking up at the same time but i've noticed a lot of people out there uh, <laughs> uh this might be their first time playing because some of them are rough around edges, and I, I think it's fun because it, I think it makes the game more fun, like showing them how to do things and helping them fight monsters, because you can make traps and bombs. There's animals around the map that you can use to your advantage, like a fire beetle, which automatically throws, you could throw it at the monster and it catches them on fire, which will make them weak and lower their stamina. There's just a lot of a variety of ways to play this game. And I think that's one of my favorite things about it, let alone the monsters, the way they're animated and designed. You would almost think they're real animals somewhere. Um, so I've had a really good time playing this. Uh, I thought, I think the online's great so far. I've run into no lag at all, zero lag. Um, so that's been great. You can play it with up to four people and you also have, uh, companions named Palamut and Palicos. They're dogs and cats, the dogs you can ride on. So they're introduced for the first time in this, uh, game. And I think both companions are incredible. just depends on what you want to use them for, which I haven't really dived into a lot on this playthrough. Um, But the Palicos are really good too. So you can choose which one you want to go to multiplayer with you, but when you do village quests, you get both. And you can have two dogs or two Palicos. So it's really up to you and your play style. And I believe in Sunbreak, you're actually allowed to do quests with uh, some of the villagers. So you basically play with like AI hunters, which I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on. Uh, The game also has crossover DLC with like Street Fighter... Uh, Kami, where you can um literally just make your pal or your palamut, the dog look like the sun goddess. Um, there's also Sonic DLC, and I think there might be more crossover DLC as time goes on, which I hope. I would love for some Halo DLC. It's just something I've always wanted in Monster Hunter since it wasn't even on Xbox. <laughs> so I think it'd be really cool. Uh, maybe something with other scrolls. Um, or maybe like God of War stuff or PlayStation people. I think that'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, so the game's great. Um, I'm ten hours in, and I'm not bored at all. And on the original game, all I did was I played for fifty hours, and I completed the, um, I just completed the, the high, the high rank stuff. So I never even played the sunbreak stuff. So I'm really excited to experience that when it comes out. Um, but the main reason why I wanted to make this episode too is so people can get out there and go play this game. I believe this franchise deserves the most support possible. Um, it's released with very little bugs. Uh, the content is always available. And they always try to up themselves and release better content. I believe this is one of the best development teams in game in the gaming industry, especially for a A title. Um, the fact that it's on Game Pass is crazy. Um, I still plan on buying it to support them and Capcom because I think they deserve my money. So I'm really looking forward to the game going on sale so I can pick it up. And, yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's see. I don't think I've... Uh, there's also... Um, so if you haven't played Monster Hunter Rise... But you play Monster Hunter World, you can do switch skills, which allow you to change your weapon's uh, moves ever so slightly. So there's only like three options so far. I don't know if there's any more in Sunbreak, but basically mine with a sword and shield, which is what I use. You can uh, parry a monster's attack with your shield, and then you do multiple attacks to them, and you can knock them over very easily. And then uh, a couple other moves, your basic combo moves get changed around to do new c- kind of combos that suit your play style. So once again, they make this game about as customizable as you can to, like, what suits, you know, make your needs, you know, fulfilled. And I think it's incredible. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's basically it. Uh, I can't wait to do a full review on it for the base game. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, I plan on playing Halo. Um, do I plan on doing, like, a Halo, like, year in review of last year and then, you know, looking ahead. Uh, I just haven't worked on it yet. I don't think I'm going to work on it. Really? <laughs> I pretty much remember everything that came out last year and I'll make sure it's like a diagrams up when I do the recording, but I basically just want to talk about it and like I can update on halo, huge halo fan here. Um, been playing uh, Pokemon Scarlet, uh, Greninja comes out this week, uh, in the raids, uh, this weekend. So you can battle a six star Greninja that's poison type. And, um, a lot of people are saying Claude Sire is probably going to be one of the best counters to that, which I agree unless he has water attacks, which he's going to, he's a water, initially a water type. So we'll have to see what Pokemon's best for that raid. So keep an eye out because that's going to be the only way you can get Greninja legally, um, before Pokemon home gets an update. And then I am also, um, soft resetting for a shiny Trico on Pokemon Emerald. So that's fun. Um, (laughs) I'm not really doing it like I was the Charmander, um, that I did on leaf green, but I'm really excited to own a legitimate copy of Pokemon Emerald again. And I also bought Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. So uh, I think when I play XD Gale of Darkness a little bit more, I'll probably play it on TikTok. Or you can just like live stream it from my phone. Um, gosh, have I played anything? I played Mario Kart. <laughs> I played Mario Kart with uh, my girlfriend. Shout out to Natalie, um, And her brother. And I turned on all blue shells only as the items. And I got to tell you, the custom items are fun as fuck. I highly recommend it. Definitely play it with your friends. Um, <laughs> that was such a good time. And uh, I can't I can't wait for a new Mario Kart down the road, but I think we still have uh, three more track uh, you know, DLCs to come out, which are free if you have the uh, Nintendo Online Expansion Pass. And then hopefully um, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 come out as well. They haven't released any games since uh, the last Mario Party pack, uh, but they released Mario Party 1, 2, and 3, I think, or something like that. Uh, they haven't released anything since those. So I'm hoping that they just surprise release uh, Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 soon. And I will definitely be doing full reviews for those games as I loved them as a kid and I can't wait to play them again, especially in handheld mode. Um, So expect full reviews for that. And then one of the other plans I do have is to do maybe more reviews for like Mario Kart 64 and stuff. Uh, Just really fun, like retro um, reviews. And then... We got uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor coming out later in the year and Hogwarts Legacy. So definitely a lot of games I plan on playing this year and I plan on reporting on. And then uh, we also have uh, January 25th, the Xbox Direct, where they're going to talk about Redfall, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, and some other games. So I will be doing a review of that Direct, and that episode will be out next Wednesday. So definitely keep an eye out for that. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. I'm your host, Ryan, and I'll see you in the next episode.